When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey, here with... Mella. Josh. And Rashawn. Before we get started, please take a moment and like, subscribe, follow, rate, and review us on any platform you are listening on, especially if it is Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate it and we love hearing feedback from you. And if you are able and feel so inclined, you can support this little indie podcast by uh, donating to it at www.buymeacoffee.com backslash WCA. Hey, friends. Yo. How's it going? What are we watching? What are we doing? It's going. It's good. I was going to say good and going and it didn't say either. Good. Um, it's good. Uh, Lisa and I went and saw Chevalier the other day. We did. Mm. I love a historical drama. Um, I think it's really good. Uh, the soundtrack's incredible, obviously. It's about mm-hmm. a composer. It's very interesting, but it leads into the French Revolution. Like, that's why that was the, a big part of his life, was he also led the first black France uh, regimen in the revolution. Um, really amazing story. I wish... Personally, the third act is about the French Revolution. The beginning is kind of like very royal politics-y. I would have loved to see a whole movie about his time during the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. That's me. You know that's my shit. <laughs> I thought it was really... And I just thought it was more interesting, too. But mm. ultimately, good. Thumbs up. Definitely worth seeing. I agree with Josh to an extent. I just wish the third act of the movie had been more of like half of the movie or two-thirds of the movie rather than the final act but oh my god it's beautiful to look at set design costuming gorgeous and um like josh said the soundtrack is mm, impeccable kelvin harrison jr is great and i have been uh talking through some of my new year's resolution oh yay um with the documentary is that black enough for you? The last movie I watched was called uh, Friday Foster. This is a, a Pam Greer movie, probably a lesser known Pam Greer movie than, you know, Coffee or Foxy Brown. Um, but she's a photographer who kind of gets caught up in this assassination plot. And it's really fun and, and kind of tinged with black exploitation, but also just like a really cool thriller. Um, and it's just fun to see someone that you know, was like a supernova superstar in their prime. And and you kind of see this just encapsulates why they are who they are. Um, And it's just Pam Greer shining bright. And I I really dug it. It's really fun. And I'm having a really fun time with this uh, resolution. I'm kind of just picking movies that catch my eye Mm -hmm. by black filmmakers for black people with black people on screen. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. Is this a, is this a safe space? Uh-oh. Oh, God, Josh. I've, After that? No. I have a very uh, humiliating <laughs> story about myself. Okay. 
So the, it, it's late 90s, early 2000s. I, you know, you know me. I didn't really delve into Tarantino too much. Mm. And um, is this about to be it? Oh, no, no, no. Go. So the first time someone told me about Jackie Brown, mm-hmm. they're like, "Yeah." They explained the movie, and it's like, "Yeah, it stars Pam Greer." Da 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 da. I di- I also didn't know actors' names very well, mm-hmm. and so I I thought they were talking about Judy Greer. Mm. And they described Fox, or I mean, uh, they described Jackie Brown, and then said it stars Pam Greer and I I pictured Judy Greer and I was like I don't know if I want to see that <laughs> God. you knew who Judy Greer was <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was holding I, it down for Judy Greer in the 90s we're still holding it, was, it down for it Judy was like Greer. 2000s it was like 2000s because what <laughs> might be the best Tarantino I don't know yeah I, lo- I loved it and, and this is it Great. I think I, I did well in my resolution. I'm having fun. I think you did. I think you did. What about um, you, Melabelle? I've been in my doc bag. Oh. I, I know. I watched I Love You, You Hate Me, the Barney documentary. <gasps> um, I was a Barney kid through and through. A thousand percent. Shout out, Nikki. Couldn't tell me shit about my Barney. So obviously, I had heard about this a while back. And then the other day I was on Peacock and I was like, oh my God, it's here. Okay, cool. So it's a two, I guess, part or I would say more a two episode documentary. That honestly, I feel like it could have just been one long one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, so it's basically about the rise and fall of Barney. You know, we were all really young, obviously, when Barney came out and we weren't teens yet. And we weren't really in the know about the fall of Barney but as I was watching it, they kind of like tap into like the MTV Nirvana generation of teens that were happening when we were when we were like kids and how they took Barney and saw and just basically trashed him and made him into this like, I don't know, like really fucked up, like hateful thing when like kids were just like. We're just trying to learn. <laughs> we're, just trying to, we're just trying to learn just our colors and our numbers. Share, man. <laughs> right, literally. <laughs> and it's it's fucking wild as an adult now to watch it and see adults at the time create whole groups about like fuck Barney, you know, like Barney's stealing our the attention of our kids away. Da 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 da. Like there's like a whole hate group on it, and the leader of the hate group is like on this documentary. So it's a very interesting delve into what Barney was to people that obviously we had no idea about. I will say it's a a little long. I think they definitely try to like juice it up with some unnecessary stuff where you're like, all right, let's get into it. We've been watching for a while. What's going on with Barney? Why he's so bad? Um, (laughs) So it's, it's really cool though. Like if you are interested in like the nostalgia of that you know steve from blue's clues is on there bill nye is on there just kind of as like speaking in that area of um like we were on tv shows like this too we hosted tv shows like this too so it's like a it's like a really interesting watch but yeah it's fun rashawn hmm do me a favor uh, i want you to pull out a an audio clip no. there's something i'd like to address uh from letterboxd Oh my god, what did I do? Not you this time. Yes. This is a new segment. I love movies. Letterbox break. I love watching them. 
and I love making them. Letterbox break. It is our dear friend, Mel. Um, <laughs> you what logged, happened? as a good letterbox user would, you logged that you saw I Love You, You Hate Me. Yes, that's correct. Um, you liked it, didn't give any stars. Pretty standard for a documentary, you know. It's right. kind of hard to rate a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you left a pretty interesting comment. Um, I have it in front of me unless you remember what you said. Go ahead and read it. I would hate to mess it up. <clears throat> Your review for the uh, Barney documentary, I Love You, You Hate Me, was, I have a clue Steve can find. And I stick by it. <laughs> Do you want to expand on that at all? or Steve looking good. <laughs> we are both grown. Blue's wow. could do over here, baby. This is wild. <laughs> you guys just look at a few just clips of it. Stand up. Stand up. I'm up. <laughs> and I'm waiting for Steve, baby. Oh, he's up. <laughs> I stand by it. I regret nothing. Have any of you seen, but I'm a cheerleader. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. I had never seen it before. Natasha Leone, Claire Duvall, Melanie Linsky, Michelle Williams is in there for a minute. What's her name? I just looked at just looked it up. Uh Kathy Moriarty from Casper is in it. Uh RuPaul. My letterbox review for this movie was this is saved, but in 1999. What happened to the kids that went away to conversion camp? Yeah. Um, yeah. I wish with all of my being I had seen this when I was younger. This movie is, I can't say campy because apparently I still don't know the definition of it, but it is. I think this one is. Who said I think that? This is right. Who said Me? that? <laughs> I'm going to have to search the archives. We're supposed to be I, friends today, so don't get started. I honestly don't remember saying that. <laughs> this movie is silly and exaggerated and so heartfelt and warm. And it's just such a good time. If you enjoyed Saved, I definitely think you should check this movie out. Yeah, I saw you log it and I was like, What? Lacey's never seen this movie? That's Yeah, I was like, I think crazy. we talked about this during Bring It On, I think, maybe. Or during Saved, maybe. But yeah, I'm glad you saw it. I loved it. I also finally rewatched Barbarian for the first time since theaters. And I think it's my new comfort horror movie. Hell yeah. What the fuck, Lacey? There are some horror movies when I want like a comfort <laughs> watch that I put on. And it's like The Conjuring. That, yeah. that goes Normal. on. Insidious, that goes on. That's like a comfort horror movie watch for me. Like, I know what's going to happen, but it's still such a fucking good movie. I don't, like, I love it. I love it. You seemed confused about Insidious and, and, and Conjuring, but not about by Barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? I'll finish your thought and then I'll get into why. Just well, no, I don't want to be psychoanalyzed. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's about me. It's mine. <laughs> but I put it on, and I think Barbarian is just such a well-made horror movie. And you know, we've talked about why horror movies 
resonate with people for one reason or another. And this is just one of those ones that like, it's the right amount of scary while still being a, a really well-told story um, with its own weird, bizarre shock and <laughs> scary value to it. I loved having it on. It's, it's definitely going to be like a go back to frequently movie. Y'all need to talk about something. <laughs> there. You know, we're fine. We're okay. good. Uh, this episode <laughs> was sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, visit BetterHelp.com. Jesus Christ. Step one, watch Barbarian. Step two, <laughs> talk about watching Barbarian. No, my face was, my comfort horror is obviously slashers. Mm-hmm. Big, big surprise. I also watched Scream the other night. Again. Um, still here. <laughs> Wearing the woods board t-shirt. See you at the top five at the end of the year. Um, and like this, the spiritual demonic possession stuff is not what I pop in all the time. Barbarian leans a little more slasher. So that's why I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm, mm-hmm, Whereas mm-hmm. The Conjuring, I need my spirit to be in the right place before I put that on. <laughs> Insidious is a fuck no. Oh, I um, love Insidious. I do too. I just, that one's really well done and just, no. Mm-mm. Let me always watch it. I love it. Your daddy's in it, Rashawn. I know, baby. I know. <laughs> Making his directorial debut soon. I'm ready. And I'm bringing little children. It's going to be Patrick Wilson year, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too into it because we could have a whole pod episode about all the CinemaCon announcements, but. Uh, one, the CEO was, was Paramount or Universal that does the Red Door. They're convinced it's going to be the best uh, Insidious movie. Really? Uh, that's what they said, but that could just be advertising for it. But also they announced uh, the Exorcist reboot as well. Um, I just don't know how I feel about that. He did, first, a, he did a good job with Halloween. The first one's going to be coming out sooner. It's going to be about two girls who get possessed. Leslie oh. Odom Jr. Two and... girls, one possession. Hey, uh, yes, I was waiting for that. <laughs> um, you said Leslie Odom Jr. is going to be in it? Yeah, Ellen Burstyn, Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, she's coming back. Tickets. David Gordon Green is directing. Okay, I then I feel a little better. better. Yeah. I, I, whatever your mileage may vary on the whole trilogy, but I thought he rebooted Halloween pretty well. And Exorcist 3 rips, so. (laughs) I don't think I've seen any more. I just am like, a possession movie is so specific, like, and it can be done very well or it can be done very poorly. And honestly, I just haven't wanted to touch any of the Exorcists after the original because the original is the first one I saw, and I mean, it's revolutionary as far as cinema and horror go. But with... Ellen Bernstein returning and Leslie Odom. Okay. I, I would definitely, uh, they'll probably do like a Halloween thing and just be a sequel to the first, mm-hmm. but I think they're all worth the watch. Maybe not the prequels. I don't know, but two is okay. Three has some of the best jump scares in horror ever. So I would, I would definitely. Isn't the third one. Isn't there a scare in the morning show? From the third one? Yes, there is an homage. That's what that is. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the topic of horror, possession, fear, scary, 
what on earth are we fighting about today? Lacey. Joshua. We 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 got in a little time capsule and traveled back in time to watch Rockadoodle. Rashawn hit that cockadoodle doo. Oh, I'll do it. A cockadoo. <laughs> Nailed it. Shining brightly, cockadoo sunny day down here on the farm. Cockadoo stay away, you big old wet old rain cloud, or I'll cry loud with this voice of mine. Rockadoodle is a 1991 animated adventure comedy family movie. Written by Don Bluth, John Pomeroy, and David J. Steinberg. Directed by Don Bluth, Gary Goldman, and Dan Coonster. The movie is about... Oh, what is this movie about? This movie is about a group of farm animals who have been trapped under a world with no sun. And with the help of Edmund, a child transformed into a cute little kitty cat... They must travel to the big city to find their rooster in order to bring up the sun. Uh, This movie stars Glenn Campbell, Sorrel Book, Eddie Deason, Sandy Duncan, Phil Harris, Ellen Green, and of course, Christopher Plummer. Rock-a-doodle, you guys. (laughs) A -a rock-a-doodle. We touched on this a little bit in the animated movie showdown of like I love kids movies that have a little bit of a a darker element to them. I like uh, kids movies that uh, are a little more off the cuff and Don Bluth really kind of cornered that market in the 90s as far as animated genre goes. Rockadoodle has like such a special place in my heart because of the music I love the music, (laughs) I love the animation style, and I love the, I mean, the Duke is one of my favorite animated villains. I think he's so, he's the perfect cusp of scary and comical, and I just, this story is really special to me because my oldest sister and I really bonded watching it as kids. And Rockadoodle has always been like a really special movie for us. It's one we still quote to this day every day when I'm home visiting. Um, so shout out to Crystal. Rockadoodle is just a fun, silly, spooky good time. <laughs> um, I know I have one person in my corner for sure, and that is my dear friend Rashawn. So talk to me, Rashawn. Lace base. Yeah. Um, the face with the space. I brought this to the animation showdown. You did. Um, I was trying to look for the list, not sure where I put it. I think it was top ten, no? Or no, it was it was lower. But no, it was um, it was top right ten because 10 all of yours were in the top ten. Eh. Okay. Um, <laughs> he had the list in front of him. He just wanted to have someone else say <laughs> Glad everyone is aware. Okay. This movie is 
very much tied to my childhood. And um, unfortunately, I think it should have stayed there. <gasps> Holy shit. I know. Holy shit. <gasps> what I <a> twist. <gasps> am devastated because I had not seen this in four scores in 20 years ago. I did not have a good time <laughs> at all. I owed someone an apology other than Lacey, who is devastated That's at this moment. Yeah. And that's Josh. This is crazy. <laughs> because I went full Grinch on Space Jam. <laughs> And I think I was just not in the right mood when I watched Space Jam. <laughs> God oh damn. God. I was in a great mood when I watched this. And um, I I don't know. This is probably the most perplexed I've ever been on an episode. Because God damn, what a twist. We'll talk about it. I'm so sorry, Lazy. I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. But it's... It might be like this a is, thumbs down. For this me. is payback, isn't it? This is you did you've no. been hanging on to the witch for three years to do something like this to me. This is per this is this is personal. This is not personal. This is so I can't I wish Don't talk I to wish. me. Don't talk to me. Shh. No, I'm gonna talk because I got a mic. How I could you do Carmella, this? I wish Carmella had been recording me. The descent was epic. It's I, I don't know. Dude. I, I I plummeted halfway through this movie, and I did not return. All right. Well, I had no hope for Carmela, so just pile it on. Carmela, what did you think? <laughs> if we go back to the animated episode, I fucking praise this movie. I love this movie as a kid. So and did I. I watched it with my brother. Couldn't tell me shit about Little Rock and Zoo. And so I was really excited that you brought it to watch it again to relive those moments. Um, however, oh my God. <laughs> I stick by what I've said in the past about other movies. This one is for the kids. As much as I loved it as a child, it just doesn't translate into adulthood of having a good time. This is totally made for children, and I love that. But this is something you put on, you give to the kids, you walk away, you go make lunch, or go have a cigarette on your balcony and let them do their thing. I didn't have a bad time, because again, the nostalgia. But I remember it so differently. I completely forgot about the live action. I remember there being so much more music. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lace. You expected this. Listeners? No she, no, she didn't. Listeners, I have been swindled. I have been hoodwinked. I have been completely blindsided. This is crazy. And backstabbed by my co-host today. And I, I was didn't. not, I was not expecting this at all. Hence the game coming at the end of the episode. So oh, I hope you're all no. really happy and proud of yourselves. So I thought today was going to be so much fun. We vetoed revenge gaming. Did you know it's that? not a revenge game. No, it's, it's a fun a, game because I thought we were going to no, have fun today. <laughs> we still might. We're have a good time. Up. You, are, is young. you are Brutus to my Caesar. 
I, uh, and on the real, I'm I'm gonna wear that. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm crushed. I am. That's I honestly, no... I've never I've never deserved nothing more on this podcast. I'll take the Brutus. I didn't realize there was an alliance. I had no idea about this. I did not think you thought I'm the one that brought it to this. Yeah, do I, you not remember? It was my I, choice. Yeah, you. I brought it. He to the put it on an animated showdown list. Oh, that's messy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember that. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> forgot about that part. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I did say I love the soap. Bitch. <laughs> you have been watching General Hospital, haven't you? I have been in my 60th anniversary bag. Um. I'm sorry, Lace. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let me. Let me course correct over the hour. It's not your turn anymore. It's Josh's turn. All right. Um. <laughs> I would. I was gonna open with a joke I thought of while you were describing the movie, and I don't know if it's appropriate anymore. Probably isn't. Well, let's, ah, let's see. Um. Okay. <clears throat> Can you start again? Can you tell me it's my turn? Josh, what did you yeah. think of this movie that I have brought to the podcast today? You know, I knew Austin Butler was a child actor, but I didn't realize he started this young. <laughs> I said the same shit. <laughs> Wait, is he Edmund or Shanty? I just don't know. He's Shanty. Shanty. Chanticleer. Chanticleer. So I... If we would like to cut back to our animated episode, it got a lot of shit because I hadn't seen this movie. I don't think I'd even heard of this movie. Right. I got jumped mm-hmm. because I was I was resistant to putting it on the top 10. Look at me now. I'm a prophet. But that being said, I watched it for the first time. And I didn't hate it. I, there was enough moments. There was enough flashy, pretty lights that I was entertained. Um, I really liked the music. The music was catchy. Glenn Campbell is great, like, just enough of an Elvis impersonator and singer. One of the characters I thought was actually quite funny, so that kept my attention. When it ended, um, gun to my head, what's this movie about? 20 minutes after it ended, I would have been like, the sun went down because of an owl and a rooster. It's pretty thin to me. (laughs) But while watching, I was never like... You know, right. So I'm gonna give this a, a light thumbs up. I don't. I'm not like, fuck yeah, Rockadoodle. But as a first time watch, I was like, yeah, that was fun. It was nice. It was a light animated movie. It was short as shit. It's like 118 or something. Yeah, we love that. So I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is fun. I don't remember much. I think it's it's in and out, but that's okay. Hey, Josh. Uh huh. I would marry you again. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I would marry you again for, for my most, and again and again. My most that vanilla. Gets, that gets a, promos- a proposal? After what you've done to me? My most vanilla review ever. Got her heart beaten. <laughs> the bar is in the basement. <laughs> the bar is uh, with the barbarian. <laughs> Uncle Juki, Uncle Juki. Yeah! Oh, I wish you wouldn't do that. Hunch, I told you, 
never to call me that. Yes, sir. No, sir. Sir. Guess what I just saw? Pachu the dog floating in a toy box down the river, and he has this cute little white kitty with him. <laughs> my little big man. Oh, my God. I was not... <laughs> I was not at all prepared. I'm so sorry. For this. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. While you gather your thoughts, I want to give the listeners a peek behind the curtain, Lacey. So gather your thoughts. I'm going to I'm gonna reference uh, the thread the four of us are on. Ah. I'm just talking about when we're getting ready to record. Um, Rashawn was like, is, is 11.15 okay? And uh, like, yeah, Lacey's like, yeah, I just had to be off by one. I don't think it'll be that long of an episode anyway. I um, was like. Do you guys know why she said that? She thought we were all just gonna. It was gonna be a love fest. Yeah, and we're just gonna talk about our favorite parts, play a game, and hang up. We can still do that. <laughs> we can still do that. I can't. I can't do that. I let me go on record. I did. I have not said. Oh fuck! Fuck Rockadoodle. I just said it's. It should. No, you stayed said in my fuck childhood. Lacey. No, not fuck Lacey. Just. Well, all I'm saying is that it should have, this is very much nostalgia, where I tried to pin that on Space Jam, this is probably a more accurate target, where this is very much rooted in, like Carmela said, I thought Chanticleer was the movie, and he's on the sidelines for most of the movie, and I unlocked a core memory, but when it came out of the little roller system... I was sitting there like Amy Poehler, like, what the fuck is this? This little ball is tainted. You know what I mean? And I just didn't, <laughs> I just didn't, it didn't compute. I love the first song. And I, in my head, that was the entire 90 minutes. Yeah. And it's so not. Mm -hmm. The live action looks like a cough syrup commercial. I oh my God, you guys, it's 1991. <laughs> he said that and I was like, it's so specific, but so true. I would picture it more as the the beginning of a Folgers commercial. Yep. Same. Like, this is what we're doing at night. Mm -hmm. it's, I stay up late reading stories to my kid. I can't wake up. Oh, wait, no, that's Mathos. The best part Don, Look, Don Bluth does high-concept animation better than anyone. I'd say better than... His concepts are better than the Disney Renaissance because most of those are borrowed. Right. Even though Chanticleer is a is a fable and a, a story, what he does with like All Dogs Go to Heaven, <laughs> he just does concepts better than anyone. And and I think that's maybe what my childhood memory had latched onto. And also the concept of a rooster versus an owl fighting over night and day. Like that's such an easy, not an easy, that's such a genius concept. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of that in the movie because a lot of it is... The friends but trying to... They gotta to get, get him back. To... That's the movie. That's the story. I know. They need him back. I yeah. I just... I didn't... I didn't have all that in, in my little memory inside out. Part. And I'm sorry, but the side characters are great. They are great. Uh, Patu is the sweetest old <laughs> puppet... What did you say? I said about 50-50. If we're using great, if they're we're talking great, 50-50. I take the proposal back. It's divorce. Not like, all of them. Give it 15 minutes. Uh, Peepers is a freaking 
feminist icon in 1991. She, she was saying some is yeah. a badass little bitch, and I love her. Thank you. Patu is the grandpa that everybody wants. And he can't Gra- tie his shoes. Grandpa? What's oh. not endearing about that? He was the first thing I noticed about him, especially after hearing his voice, mm-hmm. but when it comes to him tying his shoes, his fucking arms and his shoulders, he's like fucking built. Like he was yeah, like, he's, he's a farm he's, dog. He's fucking, he's like bending over like, God damn, Pat too? He's real big too. Okay. Can you talk about that? Hmm. Pat too's bosses? No. People's, the size of the characters bothered me a little bit. Oh and my God. A, a very, this is a very adult nitpick of a children's movie. Yeah. Listeners, I hear you. But there is no consistency with size in comparison to one another chanticleer changes sizes like five times compared to compared to pinky compared to goldie goldie Goldie, like and then compared to all the the ranch animals like he i don't know it just it's not i maybe i wouldn't have been focusing on it if i was enjoying myself and i Uh. i'm not no, that's that's yeah. Chase, Carmela's just stick to Carmela's it, sound Rashawn. makes it worse. Stick Carmela's to sound it, makes it worse Rashawn. than what I said. <laughs> I'm reacting to what you said. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> well, I mean, I noticed it too, and I wasn't having a bad time. Like I was just like, had my little blankie, was watching, was trying to like get into the nostalgia, the nostalgia of it. But you were having an audibly bad time. Because I was sad. Because I was sad. Because right. But a I memory. Did, yeah, go ahead. Even before you said, how big is Chanticleer? I was like, I don't know. Because again, in my mind, as a kid, we obviously remember things bigger than they actually were. And then you mm-hmm. grow up and you're like, damn, I remember that being so big, right? And that's kind of like the gist of this movie. But even as an from an animation standpoint, they would go back and forth in size. And it wasn't... In the way that, like, oh, Goldie's a chick and he's a hen compared to a fox. Like, it, it wasn't even realistic. It was just actual animation. I feel like it was not scaled to size in, from, from shot to shot. Because the hound dog was massive at some points. And then the little kitty was, like, really small and then really big. This is insane. I cannot believe you guys are talking about the size of the characters this on is the screen. Crazy. This, this is, is a, a children's complaint. animated movie. We talked about this in la- The Last Unicorn, did we not? We talked about the animation. No, we can talk about the animation. I'm just talking about you're going character by character, <laughs> size by size, dimension wise, and that's why it, it wasn't a good movie. No, I'm not saying that's why. I'm just saying that's a noticeable visual note. That's all I'm saying. If we're talking about because you were having a bad time, can I we, had a great time. I didn't care at all what size they were. Can you we would if you didn't like it? <laughs> I'm just saying uh, when when we talk about orange juice for the bodyguard, like let's. <laughs> uh, this is not the first nitpick that's ever been on this show. So get out of my face. If I could, if I could, if I could intercept the ball here. Um, speaking of size, I just want to say, Gonzo brother, I get it now. I get it. 
Okay, Josh, Oops. I was going to talk about this anyways. If you thought Lola Bunny was hot, how'd you feel about Goldie, baby? Not Goldie. Not Goldie. Not Goldie. If you're confused at what I just said, to go quick Google search and uh, Google Gonzo wife. So like you're just talking about the regular, regular chickens on the farm. Did no. you see? Did you see those? How <laughs> big their yams were, dude! Dude, <laughs> oh they had oh God. <laughs> yeah, Gonzo's married to Camilla the chicken. <laughs> the listeners might be driving; they can't Google right now. You, the one that gave them homework. Uh, I was talking to you two, um, <laughs> dude. The, and like one of the opening shots is all three of those chickens that are stacked. Yeah. They, tigos. They went, they went crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I love Sun Do Shine. That's a great song. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some pluses in here because Lacey's losing her mind, and I feel horrible. I do what I just said was a plus. Eh, that's about the same as me talking about the size. You beaten off to chickens. Yeah, it's crazy. That doesn't make me feel great, babe. It's not helping. The music is great. The music is great. Uh, Sun Do Shine is such a great opener. It just, it, it, like the setting of the musical number, the way all the animals kind of harmonize, and, and I wish there wasn't a narration over it while he was singing, but here we are. Um, they added the narration after the fact. They should take it out. Who is narrating? Did I miss that? Tattoo. No. I think it's oh, okay, Patu, okay, yeah. Got it. Uh, fine, I'll throw in another plus. One, yes, I agree. The songs go hard. Um, what's his name? The henchman? Hunt? Is it Hunch? Hunch. Hunch had me cracking up. I don't care. Hunch? Hmm. I... An adequate pipe. That killed me. <laughs> I don't care. I, Josh texted me that, and I said to him, Hunch is a world-class goon. He is a perfect henchman. Mm. Go ahead. No, I, yeah, I agree. I wish there was just more music in it. I, I guess, like, in my mind, I remember <laughs> This is the road, way. Carmella. Because <laughs> 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 she doesn't want to talk about it. What do you mean? Compliment Hunch. Did you Hunch? The conversation was literally, I really liked Hunch. Hunch is so great. I really wish they had stuck to the music. <laughs> Hunch is good. Hunch is funny. The nineties were in there in nineties animated movies. Uh, Hall of Fame, little animated rascal sidekicks. Yeah, that was like undefeated. Yeah, and Every, the dynamic I, between Hunch and the Duke, I think, is really funny. <clears throat> like it's fun to watch because he is like so clearly not. <laughs> not intelligent and not keeping up with what's going on. So that that dynamic between a someone who thinks they are very smart and ahead of the game in the Duke and someone who thinks they are very smart and are not is a great duality to have in a partnership, I think. It's like you knew. Divorce, Aww. what? You're ahead of the game. I don't think he's trying to compliment mm. me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were saying I was hunch. I'm on the defense right now. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And that's fair. And that's fair. That is. I got 24 swords in my back. Ah, you've had worse. Come on. I don't know. You've you've gotten jumped. I have, but not in a while. And this one, 
this. This one was crazy. Completely this one was a surprise. You know what it was? This one, Lacey wasn't as up as she has in previous jumpings. Like, she wasn't at 11. But her, Lacey's defenses were so down for this. She thought this was just a, a layup. Like, yeah. you're going to hear, we're going to talk about a movie we mentioned way back when that we really wanted to talk about. And it's going to be a fun little morning recording. It. Yeah. And that's... And it's not for her. It's that is very fun. fair. And... At the same time, unfair to you, and I do apologize. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I'm still really hung up on you guys not thinking the cat, the the ensemble cast is fun to watch. Well, since you're gonna since you're gonna throw my apology in the trash, let's get into let's it. Let's get <laughs> into it, bitch. I don't agree <laughs> with that. You yeah, said what? they were fifty fifty. Josh said they. Josh were said that. Okay. How? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, some of them are very like these are the archetypes we put in to keep kids' attention and and do like a little slapstick bit. All the mm-hmm. stuff with the car is very like very well done animation that just like keeps someone glued to a screen, but it doesn't necessarily make sense. I'm a, can you please bookmark that sound clip for when we watch Fast Five? Oh my god! Please. Oh my god! Yeah, sure. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. I just want I want it Are on the record. It's the request. It's the listener request. Oh. Um, I am not worried. Fast Five is dope. <laughs> so is Rock and Noodle, and you thought so too until two days ago. I did. I did. I did. You know what it is? Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. You and know I, mean? I hook me up. <laughs> She's not going to rehab. No. If we're if we're getting down to it, the the Duke has uh what one might call a fucking horrible plan. Yes. Why not just kill Chanticleer? My biggest critique of this movie mm. is comes up a lot in nineties movies, live action or animated. When they make a villain who can kill the entire cast in I think a breath, whatever the Duke's powers are, are crazy. He could kill all of them in mm-hmm. a second, and just doesn't. Right. But then we don't have the, the adventure. We don't have the story. We don't get Goldie. Then don't make the Duke so powerful. Right. Because yeah, I feel just... his powers come and go too, because. Towards the end, when he starts getting big as shit, I'm like, oh, yeah, he has power. Why hasn't he just been using these the whole time? Because he doesn't think he has to. It's these little, uh, other than Chanticleer, they're these little farm animals that he just wants to eat. He does, He hasn't had to really use his power. Why didn't he just eat them? Why didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that clip from that, was it that weird, was it Zemeckis movie where the kid goes <laughs> and like runs out the door? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> No. <laughs> You've seen it, Lizzie. I love that. I know. I know. I know what you're talking about, but oh my God, Josh. Uh. The, I, I wish, I mean, I, I, I'm a broken record that the, the farm plot was just the movie. The Elvis stuff is really cool, especially in retrospect. Now as an adult, knowing about Elvis and, and knowing everything that he went through. And then seeing Elvis, you know, that's that was uh, a flick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
all of that's really cool, but it's so different than, you know, a singing rooster on a farm who feels like he has connection to the sun. Like, none of that comes back until the last 10 minutes of the movie. Because he leaves the farm because everyone's like, we don't need you. It came up by itself, you idiot. That narration, that first 10 minutes is so quick. That is the movie in my head as as a six-year-old. Me too. I was like, Same. oh, he's, he gets up every morning, he sings, the sun rises, and then one day it doesn't happen, and he has to find the confidence again. Yes. And I forgot about the Edmund journey to Vegas. <laughs> and, and To find his confidence. And get what is Edmund also doing? Finding his confidence. Edmund, I don't, he's adorable. The actor's adorable. I so cannot cute. care less about, I cannot care less. So cute. It's, par- it's a parallel storyline. Edmund is also looking for his courage and his confidence and trying to be a big kid. Chanticleer it, lost his. I get it, but it, not, like, I, why? You know, he was scared of a storm. Me too, bitch. Like, I don't. I never. I, like it. Just does. It's not a connection that I needed. I, it doesn't. He could have just been a cat on the farm. You know mm. what I mean? Like, there's no resolution at the end of the movie where he like becomes braver than he was. Yes, hi. You know? When he takes control of the car, and he stands up for Chanticleer at the end. A little boy drove a car. I don't remember that part. He's he the was cat. cat. He was a cat at the time. Oh my god! <laughs> but you're saying at the end when he when it jumps back to live action, the payoff is not as good. Yeah, right? I get like he sacrifices himself and and that is what gets him home. I don't know. I, I I'm thinking about this way too much because I'm an adult and I should not be. Can we just and... like agree for future animated movies? We just don't do that. No. <laughs> You know that it's not going to hold up. (laughs) Because I think there is a conversation which we've had in the past is about like movies for the whole fam, movies just for children. To me, this falls uh, on movies just for children, which I think people are like, oh, that that animation. You, Camilla doesn't like animation, so she's going to think every animated movie is for kids. That's not true. I think name one that's not all. The Studio Ghibli ones we did. Those don't. Those are also for kids, Carmen. No, I'm saying they are for kids, but they're also for adults. Okay. Whereas this one and The Last Unicorn, for kids, in my opinion. But I think there is something important about that. I think there are there should be movies that are made just for children. And I think that's why all of us, minus Josh who didn't see it, have such fond memories of this movie. Because I'm pretty sure I watch this movie a lot. So it's kind of strange for me to watch it now and be like, I don't remember a lot of it. But it was also at a time where we were constantly watching animated movies like these. Where it's like, we're putting this on, and then next up we're going to watch The Lion King. And then next up we're going to watch All Dogs Go to Heaven. Like, the VHS was hot. (laughs) (laughs) To the touch. We had to cool it down. So I'm like, I think a lot in my memory, a lot of movies kind of just like mix into one. But I think to your point of earlier when you're talking about Don Bluth makes such 
good movies in this style for children. This is not necessarily something that we put on and the whole family sitting down with mom and dad. This is something like, okay, my kids are going to watch it. They're going to have a good time. So I think now in retrospect, of course, we're trying to like find what the plot is and we're finding all these plot holes and we're talking about how like the animation is big and little because yeah, we don't have that like mind of like, oh my God, it was so cute and Dumb fun. little baby brain. <laughs> I do. I have a dumb little baby brain and no, my dumb don't. little baby brain had a great time. <laughs> you, this is your, this is your, for lack of a better term, Achilles heel where Everything Mela just brilliantly said sums up that your animation is your bag. And whether it's an animation for adults, children, or everyone in between, that's the same way I feel about horror, where I will watch good, bad, B, A, D movies. There are horror movies for kids. There are horror movies for adults. But I will find an end for any horror film. And I feel like that's what you do for animation better it sticks to your bones better than anyone else because that's your language you Mm -hmm. know what i mean animation like guillermo said is a medium and that's a medium that you gravitate to more than anyone else yeah and and like the same for me like (laughs) whether it's old new whatever like i like i gravitate to good movies and so whether it's a good movie made for a kid divorce 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 what was good movie made for teenagers good movie made for um, grown ass men now nothing to say (laughs) cocker doodle doodle Shut up, you. Come on, you guys. Show him we believe. I told you to be quiet. Something I noticed about this, and this is not a negative on Rockadoodle. If anything, it's a positive on Rockadoodle and a negative on Space Jam. I'll explain. The ending to Rockadoodle is just the ending to Space Jam. When it comes to Hunch and the Duke, that's just the Monstars and what's his name? Uh, Danny DeVito. Do y'all realize that it's the same ending? But that's just. And, and I don't that. mean that's bad. If anything, it's an homage. It's a trope. Whatever. I don't think it's bad. But I was like, that's that's the hmm. same. Like I didn't even to, think about that. The little but that's guy. Every I feel like that's every villain and henchman like yeah. Iago and Jafar. Yeah. Like it's just how. And look who it. and look who did it first. Don Blue. Don Blue. Don Blue bitch. Oh, boy. Um. (laughs) This was like when someone punches you, but they reach out to help you back up. (laughs) Uh, Kind of. And then like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I kicked you in the knee again. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like here. Let me just clip your Achilles heel while we're at it. Um, And I'm on the side videotaping. Yeah. No, you in there. You in there. Yeah, you've you've gotten a few licks in, Josh. I'm chanting world star. You set up the camera so you can run in. It's a tripod. (laughs) I knew it was coming, so I set up a tripod. Just ready. I don't really have anything else to talk about. Um, I still think this movie is great. And I think you're all silly, but I appreciate uh, the beautiful 
uh, comparisons and lines that you have drawn. Listeners, come to come to Lacey's defense in the comments. We'll back her up. I mean, is there anything else to say, or should we just <laughs> jump? I think as I think the voice performances are pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> just not the characters a... or Patu. <laughs> I, I don't think Chanticleer was that great, but I think everyone else was I pretty good. I didn't say anything about Patu. What do you mean? You had some snarky faces towards Patu. I think you're just blanket defensing, and that's okay. Hey, but... I don't want the thing to happen that happens before where Melissa does something crazy and it just kind of gets swept under and Rashawn <laughs> keeps getting attacked. She just said she didn't like Chanticleer, so that's crazy. I, I thought he was kind of lame, like his voice acting. He's Elvis. Was, he's Elvis. Did you like he's, Austin Butler, Mel? I loved it. No, no. I felt like he was so, like, timid compared to the other voice actors where I thought were really fun. Like, every character. So I you think there's think a tonal it. issue? Yeah, I think the tone was, like, just kind of so boring almost. I Again, Jesus it's a Christ. it's a memory thing where I remember him being very Elvis. Like, do your worst best impression of Elvis and that's how I remember him sounding and he was just kind of like yeah well jokes on you jokes on you Lacey what was the fun fact about Glenn Campbell uh Glenn Campbell was personal friends with Elvis and would like do the impression like come on stage with him and sing Hmm. until Elvis passed and then he decided not to do the impression anymore out of respect and then he brought it back for this I'll movie. say this. I thought him at Vegas singing yeah, was, was good. I don't think him speaking just speaking like off stage. Yeah. But I also think that's because he wasn't in it a lot. So like the lines, like it was fine. That's it. Everyone else was good. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a singer. I, I feel like he was hired for his yeah. musical talents, right. which are incredible. Okay, well, who wants to play a game? Me. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I guessing games. Come on, Lord, play with me. Riddle me that. Well, I hope you all have fun. Because uh, <laughs> we're playing Family Feud, bitch. Holy <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> we are playing Family Feud in the same way that we played it in our Soul Food episode, um, where you all have made it to the final round. You're all on a team. You've all made it to Fast Money. Congratulations. We're here at Big B. Um, so each of you will have an opportunity to come up. I have five Fast Money questions that each have five answers to them. Um, You'll each get an opportunity at varying amounts of time to answer those questions. If you get one wrong, you'll get a nope. And then you'll have to make another guess. And I believe, Rashawn, your goal in soul food for us was to reach 350. Um, So I'm going to give that to you. I was going to lower it, but uh, we're going to try and reach 350 as a group. And when you say get one wrong, you mean a repeat, right? Yes. I'm just making sure. Yes. <laughs> when you repeat something. I just wanted to make sure. Don't be mad. <laughs> okay, so you three choose who's going. Sorry. Uh, who's going first, second, and third? As a 
I want to be. I want props for being a good, uh, fair player, because even when I take my headphones off, sometimes I can hear Lacey a little bit in the living room. So I should go first because I might be able to hear the questions. first. He says. Just because if I don't, even with my headphones off, I'll probably be able to hear her asking the questions. Okay, that's fair. It's your team. Look at you me. guys decide. Unless you want me to cheat and I'll go last and I'll just be sitting here stewing on questions. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> no. Josh is going first. Carmela Rashawn. Um, I'll go second. All right. I'll bring it home. Hey, I'll, br- I'll bring it home. Hey, I'll bring it home. I'll, I'll bring it home. All right, so Rashawn and Carmela, please remove your headphones or mute, Rashawn. Come on, Josh. Come on. Josh, welcome to the feud. I can never tell if Rashawn's actually muted. Say something funny to see if he actually turned his AirPods off. Um, cuckoo caca. Josh. No way he doesn't laugh at that. He's mute. He's deaf. All right. Okay. Rash- <clears throat> uh, Rashawn, Josh, Mella. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm so tired. Okay. <laughs> Josh. Emotionally? Yeah. You will have 20 seconds on the clock yeah. to answer these five questions. Are you ready? Do I get the category or no? That's okay if not. The, enti- the category for the whole Fast Money mm-hmm. is Farm Life. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Timer will start when I finish the first question. Perfect. Name something kids do on a farm. Uh, ride horse. Name a device or tool that farmers use. Uh, tractor. Name a farm animal that you will never see pulling a plow. Sheep. Name something you'd hate about living on a farm. Bugs. Name an animal that ruins a farmer's crops. Cows. Congratulations. That's that's, that's a farm boy knowledge right there. <laughs> I don't know if sheep is going to be on there, but sheep is the right answer. It probably won't be on there. <laughs> All right, congratulations, Josh. Thank you. All right, Carmela. Hey. Hey, how you doing? How you feeling? <sighs> feeling good. I'm feeling good, Lace. Good. So your fast money category is farm life. Mm. Josh did a pretty okay. good job getting you guys on the board. You'll have 25 seconds to answer. Five seconds more than Josh had, just to make sure. Um, okay. If you repeat an answer... Uh, you'll get you'll get an eh from me, and you'll have to restart. Got it? Okay. Okay. Timer will start when I finish the first question. Name something kids do on a farm. Play in hay. Name a device or tool that farmers use. A tractor. Eh eh. A hoe. Name a farm animal you will never see pulling a plow. A pig. Name something you'd hate about living on a farm. A dirty house. Name an animal that ruins a farmer's crops. A rabbit. Time's up. Yeah. That's the whole story of Peter Rabbit, right? Dirty house? Something I would hate about living on a farm? Why do farmers have a dirty house? (laughs) Because the animal's coming up and through. No, they're not. Hello. Hello, Rashawn. How are you doing today? Um, I'm a little nervous. I'm on edge. I'm not gonna lie. I'm feeling a lot of things. Yeah, I bet uh, you you had quite the day, or quite quite a quite a morning with one of your co-hosts. I think. Yeah. Um, 
But you now have the opportunity to bring it home for your team on Family Feud. They've done decent so far with their answers. Um, Your fast money category is farm life. Farm life. So you will have 30 seconds to answer these five questions. If you repeat an answer, I will give you an eh eh and you'll have to try again. Got it? Yes. Okay. Timer will start when I finish reading the first question. Name something kids do on a farm. Pet. Horses. Name a device or tool that farmers use. Oh. Uh, a rake. Name a farm animal you will never see pulling a plow. A chicken. Name something you'd hate about living on a farm. The smell. Name an animal that ruins a farmer's crops. Answer? I gave you a lot of time. (laughs) Smell is a good answer, though. Pet horses. (laughs) I almost didn't give it to you when I gave it to you. (laughs) I think my answer is okay. A rake? (laughs) What is that three-pronged thing called? That's a hoe. It's a pitchfork. No, it's a pitchfork. Pitch oh, fork. that one. Okay. God a damn Chicken, it. also a good answer. So, then, I think we're in good shape. Wow. Missed that one. Maybe it'll, like, the judges will find grace. And, like, what's well, some, what's the answer to that? Pet animals. This judge has no grace. You, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. You would be given pet, pet. horses. Yeah. Right. yeah. All right, I have the results. Here we go. So, for the first question, name something kids do on a farm. Josh, with the number one answer, ride horses for 28 points. Carmela said, play in hay for zero points. Hey, shouts out to the funniest home video the vendors ever had of me and my sister playing in hay. I've played in hay before, so... Um, and Rashawn's answer, pet horses for zero points. Wow. The other answers on the board were milk cows, scoop mm. the poop, okay. feed animals, and collect eggs. Oh, um, kids okay. do milk, that? Milk cows is absolutely not a... I mean, how, what are we talking about kids? Whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Name a device or tool that farmers use. Josh again with the number one answer, tractor for 34 points. Mella with Ho for 12 points. Hey, and Rashawn okay. with a rake for zero points. <laughs> the other answers were a pitchfork, a shovel, and mm. a hose. Uh, all good. Name a farm animal you will never see pulling a plow. Josh said sheep for 19 points. Mella said pig for 23 points. And the number one answer, Rashawn, we had chicken for 41 points. He's, wow. let, he's coming alive. Wow. Let's go. The other My answer, power grows. <laughs> the other answers were turkey for 12 points or cat for five points. Name something you'd hate about living on a farm. Josh, you said bugs for zero points. Am I wrong? Zero Carmela said a dirty house for zero points. 
Acting like <laughs> the farm is inside the house. That's no, what I'm she said. Saying, I'm saying if you're if you live on the farm, those animals are sometimes gonna be coming in and out. The floors are gonna the be pig? dirty. No, they're not. The in no, my they're... house, I'm gonna let the pig in every once in a while. And pigs are clean animals. Pigs are like dogs. Yeah, but they got dirt on their hooves. I sweep every day. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> We don't live on a farm. And no, you don't. <laughs> Liza Minnelli. Liza. Uh, and with the number one answer, Rashawn said smell for 36 points. Hell yeah. The other answer is... About to do a real peek in. <laughs> Your graph is crazy. <laughs> the other answers were waking up early, mm-hmm. chores... Mm. The animals and, and the manual labor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Worst part about New York, living in New York City, the buildings. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you there? <laughs> and our last question. Name an animal that ruins a farmer's crops. Josh said cow for zero points. What? Mel said rabbit for 28 points. Come on. Mm, Peter Rabs. And Rashawn didn't give an answer for zero points. What would bird have gotten me? Uh, I would have given you bird, which were crow, crows, for 45 points, the number one Uh, answer. God damn it. (laughs) I'm very sorry to report that you did not make 350 points, my friends. You... Totaled out at 221 points for the day. Which, in real Family Feud rules, you win. So. This is bullshit. <laughs> so is your review of Rock-A-Doodle. There hey, it we is. Get, we get $5 <laughs> for every point, though. Oh, the period. All right, well, do that. And that's, you can Two, have that 221? Yeah. That's a thousand? That's, a, that's $1,100. Mm. You cash it. You cash up in uh, You have to talk to the accountants about that. Don't talk to me about the money. Define <laughs> <laughs> uh, <to> a fair. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, wrapping things up, I think we can all agree that Rockadoodle is a nostalgia-filled film that Don Bluth cornered the market on unique ideas as far as storytelling in the '90s. Mm-hmm. And that uh, Glenn Campbell had a great singing voice, a great Elvis singing voice for Chanticleer. Yes. Great. <laughs> this is really fun for me. I love this podcast so much. I, like <laughs> I do. I love it so much. Um, also, we hit 100,000 downloads. Hey. What? Thanks, guys. Y'all did that. Y'all really did that. We just do. We just we just sit here and talk. You guys hit the download button. So thank right. you. Thank you so much. Thanks, listeners. Usually at the end of each episode, we do a round of six degrees of separation, connecting this week's movie to next week's movie. However, we have a birthday in the cinephile house next week. Ooh. Rashawn is turning 50 over oh the my hill, God, baby. Big one. Um, so 
he has a. This is not a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he has a special surprise episode planned, not just for you guys, but also for us. Um, we have no idea. We have no idea at all what's happening or what's coming, and uh, I'm afraid. So make sure you <laughs> make sure you like and subscribe and follow so that you don't miss next week's episode. Uh, buy me a coffee for my birthday. And yes, buy Rashawn and Mella coffees for hey. their birthdays. Yes, please. Taurus season, baby. Or send a man over something. <laughs> is that is that your Chanticleer? Is that it? That was my birdie. What's her name? Glindy. Goldie. Goldie. Oh my god. That's it for this week's episode <laughs> of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you took a moment and like, subscribed, and rated us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Good Pods. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> you, you can find this in all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, oh my God, or you just want to show us some love. <laughs> Dude, this is such a serious podcast. <laughs> Dude, here's the light, bird-ass voice. The most bird-ass voice in the world. I'm all man. Oh my God. Email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com, please. <laughs> <laughs> From Lacey, Mella, Josh, and Santa Claus. Cockadoo, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Cockadoo. See you next week. <laughs> Rashawn really led you on at the beginning by singing the cockadoo. Yeah, thing. yeah, this whole episode was a full. Josh! Full blindside. Quit. <laughs>